0: From Advisory Board, we're bringing you a radio advisory. My name is Rachel Woods. You can call me Ray. For the past few weeks, we've been talking all about disruptors. We talked about the landscape of what disruption actually looks like in healthcare. We talked to Walgreens, a leading retail pharmacy. And we talked about an unexpected retailer that's throwing their hat in the ring. Of course, that's Best Buy. To round out our series on disruption, I want to talk about possibly the biggest disruptor of all. You knew it was coming, folks Amazon. To talk about Amazon, their recent acquisition of One Medical, and the sunsetting of Amazon Care, plus all the massive teals we've seen in the aftermath, I've brought John League and Ty Adderholt. John, Ty, I want to say welcome, but let's just be honest with our guests. This is not the first time that we have had this conversation or tried to have a conversation about Amazon.
1: Well, I've been having conversations about Amazon pretty much nonstop for the past, I don't know, however long it's been since they
2: announced Three weeks? Four
0: weeks?
1: Yeah, just forever. So, you know. Yeah. And those
2: conversations keep changing because Amazon keeps changing.
0: I know. So we have to all cross our fingers cross our toes. I'm going to admit this episode is being recorded on a Thursday. It's going to come out on Tuesday. Nothing is allowed to happen in healthcare in the next four days. All right. Nothing is allowed to happen.
1: Way to go, Ray. We are totally re-recording this on Monday.
0: (laughs) Oh God, did I jinx us?
1: Yep, you absolutely did.
0: All right. So you two are having conversations about Amazon. I'm guessing, every single day now, which means you are incredibly versed in what is happening now with the retailer and what's been happening and and kind of gurgling under the surface for the last several years. Give us a recap. What does Amazon's path in healthcare look like?
2: Okay, John, I'll attempt this and then correct me if I miss something here. But the way I generally think about it is you have back-in-the-day Haven then Amazon adds their own sort of virtual and home-based care with Amazon Care. Then they shut down Haven. Then they buy one medical, and then just three weeks later, shut down Amazon Care. So we have this pattern of acquisition, adding new features, while also sunsetting things that maybe weren't going so well.
1: And don't forget, they bought PillPack. And that was supposed yes. to be, you know, their big logistical push. Like we, Amazon knows how to move things around. So this is going to be a huge disruption for pharmacy. And that never really took off either.
0: Give me like a through line for all of these acquisitions and and kind of shutting down of different business models. Are they just throwing spaghetti at the wall? Or do you think there is a pattern to their thought process here? I
1: don't have any inside scoop on what they're doing. I, like most everybody else in the industry, am just observing the moves in sequence. I think the thing that distinguishes Amazon in all of the businesses and all of the moves that it 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 makes is that it is willing to just keep trying stuff if it wants to be in a market. Yeah. Um, in thinking about what is the best customer-obsessed version of this that we think we can make. And then they build it, and if it works and it goes to scale, that's great. But if the moment it stops meeting whatever sort of need Amazon thinks it is fulfilling, they are perfectly happy to just drop it like a hot rock. And I think that is sort of what we've seen on an enormous scale with its healthcare ambitions.
2: John, I think they're also iterating... And adjusting perhaps their idea or business model of how they will be able to change healthcare. You know, if we think back to Haven, that was all about saving on the employee healthcare cost side of things. And then when you get to Amazon, Yeah, all the Care, fluff
0: aside, it was about it was about reducing employee healthcare costs.
2: Right. And then Amazon Care was still partially that. It was also a little more consumeristic side of things, a little more going the virtual care route, getting more involved in care delivery. But it's still a big piece of it was the employee healthcare side. They actually, you know, signed up contracts with other organizations to manage their employee healthcare costs. They weren't doing a great job of it, but they were attempting to do that. And now, when we look at sort of one medical as a centerpiece, it's pretty far removed, I think, directly from that employee saving costs value proposition. This is much more a direct consumer play at the moment. So I think we've seen a sort of evolution of how they're attempting to get into that healthcare delivery business.
0: Because they're not going to be limiting the one medical universe to their own employees.
2: Right. My expectation is that their business will look a lot like One Medical's existing business has so far, and they're just going to grow and expand it.
0: Yeah. We kind of touched on it. I I just want to go there further and address the elephant in the room, which is the, dare I say, failures of Amazon in the past. Haven being one big one, uh, and then most recently, Amazon Care. What are you hearing from the market as you're having all of these conversations when people talk about these failed attempts or would you bring up these failed attempts?
1: I think it's easy to use them to dismiss what Amazon is trying to do here. I think that probably misses the point. Amazon at its core is a technology company with a customer obsession and how can, we, how can we make it easier for the customer to buy from us? I think in those kinds of environments, fail fast is the name of the game. I think right. the question for them, like you don't fail fast just to fail, right? You're not trying to just, you know, make a little notch each time you burn a business to the ground that you started up very quickly. What they're trying to do is learn. And I think if you look at what they're doing, they are learning. Haven failed, but that doesn't mean they didn't learn anything from it. And if you look at the different ways that the companies who participated in Haven have gone on since then, you see very distinct visions of the world. JP Morgan has Morgan Health. That is not the same thing as what Amazon has been doing. You know, I I think this was just sort of a a meeting of the minds kind of thing. I, I don't even know. But how they have evolved since then amazon is getting closer and closer and closer to the consumer and to care delivery with every every move that it makes the question that we've had is will they get better or will they just do enough to get by and i mm. think when you look at what the what was in the washington post several weeks ago about some of the early tensions or the ongoing tensions between growth and care delivery that amazon had When you look at their willingness to abandon Amazon Care and pay a lot of money for an established, well-regarded provider like One Medical, I think that demonstrates, you know, they are learning. They are figuring out, to Ty's point, what is the business model that is both um, able to work in care delivery but also aligned with what we want to do about satisfying customers?
0: And let's just be very, very clear, a quote unquote failure for Amazon is nothing like if a traditional healthcare incumbent organization put out a product and pulled it back, right? Even just the word failure, I kind of like want to put in air quotes because it's not really seen as a loss for a company like Amazon like it would if a health system, you know, put forth a, a new product or a new kind of ambulatory enterprise and then had to roll it back.
2: Right. Amazon has the ability to iterate and fail at scale in a way that almost no other healthcare organization can just because of the resources that they have and their willingness to lose money, and they've shown this in other industries, their willingness to lose money in the short term in order to develop a product and a market share that long term will generate them profit.
0: That doesn't just differentiate them from other healthcare organizations. I think that sets Amazon apart from most organizations. Period. Yeah. Let me tell you the two reactions that I'm hearing from the market, and and I want you to gut check me on these. The first is one that we already are kind of talking about, which is almost this like bring it on attitude. It's, you know, Amazon, you try to get into our industry. I've seen you fail and try again and fail again cuz look, healthcare is complicated and I just want to see you attempt to do what we can do in our business. And on the other end is kind of a another extreme reaction which and Joe get ready to bleep this out is, well, we're f-ed. <laughs> Like, there's nothing that any of us can do to actually keep up with Amazon. Now, those might be extreme reactions, but are those anywhere near what, what you're hearing?
1: Ty, what did you hear this week?
2: I think this week I've mostly heard the former, where people aren't that concerned. And I think it's almost a mentality of... Or I think it's the Boy Who Cried Wolf effect here. Yeah. You know, there's been years and years of Amazon's doing this in healthcare. Amazon's attempting this. They've rolled out a new XYZ. And I don't think people have the capacity to freak out once again at this latest move. Even if I think... Or with
0: everything else happening in the world. Like we just don't have the capacity to freak out anymore our cortisol levels are too high already.
2: Exactly. But I, I don't think that means there aren't people out there who are freaking out. I think those there's probably some very specific organizations and leaders who definitely are on the more we're f***ed side of things.
0: But those are the reactions from when I say traditional incumbents, I'm, I'm mostly meeting providers. I'm talking about health systems. I'm talking about Frankly, employed medical groups, not even independent medical groups that kind of fall into those two extreme spaces. But we've also already seen some pretty significant reactions from the rest of the market, especially people in the market that have money to spend. What has that reaction been?
1: Well, this is where it gets interesting. And I think the path forward to some sort of long term transformation is incredibly path dependent, meaning Amazon has made this move. Now, what are UHG and CVS going to do? Well, we saw what CVS is going to do. They just mm-hmm. bought they just won the bidding war for Signify Health, paid about two and a half times what the company was was going for back in June, actually got it back above its IPO price for the first time in a year and a half um, on that sale. I don't think they command that premium value if Amazon is not in the market if there aren't others looking to build out more assets and continue to differentiate and diversify their portfolios of offerings and what they can control and how they can guide patients and members through the care continuum. I think oh, that is not. really that is really where we're where we're looking. You've had you've had the health plan folks on the pod before to talk about health solutions companies. Like this is exactly what this is designed for. And I think the next phase is maybe even more daunting for a lot of the kind of players that you just mentioned, Ray, when you look at Walmart and UHG partnering Mm -hmm. on an MA plan in Florida, like is the next phase of partnership, not between my small regional medical group and a big player that I can assist in the market I'm in. But the next phase of partnership in healthcare is actually between these gigantic companies, Amazon and Humana. I'm just making that up, but you know, let's just throw out some big logos, UHG and Walmart, Amazon and Humana, um, you know, uh, Elevance and Verizon, right? Like is the next phase here, this sort of like, the titans all pair up and then and then maybe everybody is to use the technical term that you've introduced.
0: <laughs> well and again, those 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 partnerships that you're describing, this comes back to an insight that we've been talking about on this podcast for years. They do not include hospitals, right? These are giant companies trying to come together to build a different in kind healthcare system that includes a physician arm, an ambulatory physician arm but does not necessarily include an acute care enterprise. And what I have just been amazed by as I'm watching the news is who is reacting. Well, again, I should change that. I'm not amazed at who's reacting, but I'm amazed at how quickly – folks are reacting, and how much money they're willing to spend, right? I think it was the day after the Amazon one medical announcement was made, CVS said, hey, 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 we're going to buy somebody too. We're going to buy somebody too. And then they spent how much money on Signify?
2: $8 billion.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: I know. And I think, I mean, it's important to note, Amazon might be the headline maker here, but I don't know if they kicked off this arms race. You know, looking back, I think the Walgreens Village MD acquisition is just as important to kicking off sort of this run on acquiring physicians.
0: And reminder, if you want to hear more about Walgreens plan and maybe being ahead of the curve, we did an episode on that two weeks ago. So check that out in our feed. In general, and push back on me if this is the wrong way to characterize it, but I think what I keep talking about are frankly extreme reactions from the market on the incumbent side there's you know the extreme reaction of putting our head in the sand or saying you know just you try the extreme reaction of fear you know the the kind of shuddering that happens when amazon hits the headlines but then there's also this extreme reaction of we've got to buy up as much of the market as possible, make sure that we have a caregiving arm and being willing to spend a ton of money to do that. Uh, And I wonder what in your mind is the ultimate conclusion of some of these extreme reactions. I have a sense of what it is, at least for the providers. I don't know about what the conclusion is for the big players, but for the incumbents, I think the conclusion is the same. They both end up doing nothing.
2: In my mind, for some of these big players, the conclusion has to be that physicians, especially physicians who are willing to work in a hybrid model or a a mostly virtual model, are going to come at a premium. And that is going Mm -hmm. to stay true for the foreseeable future.
0: And we haven't mentioned yet on this episode the other big player that's trying to buy up docs, which is private equity, right? Not to mention other very powerful entrepreneurial, independent physician practices that we call super practices that are looking to get bigger as well. Maybe they're not paying in the billions, but they're certainly willing to pay a premium for the right kinds of partners.
2: And Ray, when you mention private equity, I think it's important to think about as well the life cycle of private equity and where some of these practices might end up when and if private equity decides, okay, it's time to sell here a natural landing spot could be some of these existing big players who have bought physician practices. So you could see an Amazon or a CVS become in 10 years, 15 years, a natural exit point for some of these private equity owned physician practices.
1: I love that you said life cycle Ty, because right, when we think about sort of those extreme reactions, I think people are overlooking how this evolves over time
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right in the short term ty is absolutely right this is largely going to continue to be focused on that direct to consumer um maybe into that employer market that that one medical is already trying to partner with when i ask people when i'm out on the road i'm i'm giving presentations i ask folks you know do you think we're going to wind up in a world where you know nothing really changes Is it a world where Amazon has a pretty robust consumer offering that is also attractive to employers? Or the third option, like, do you think this is like super transformative for the industry? Almost all the time, two thirds, three quarters of the people fall in that middle bucket. They think there will be some sort of bundle of Amazon offered services that attract a lot of consumers who are willing to Pay, you know, one medical is $199 a year. You know, you could see a world where it's part of Amazon Prime in some markets or something like that. You know, that's that's relatively easy to see. I think the challenge is understanding how these things evolve over time. Hmm. And I say that for a couple of reasons. One is the path-dependent thing that I, I said before. How do all of these other players respond? The other element is you know, what if Amazon really does do something on its own that is substantially more transformative than this? That could be amazing. I've heard people posit, you know, maybe they buy an insurer, maybe they try to come up with their own plan. I'm not sure they have that kind of appetite for risk and and certainly regulation that they've never had before. But the thing I wonder is, like, what if they do this and they don't wind up staying in the market?
0: Hmm.
1: What 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 do we wind up with then because if they're willing to drop these assets like a hot rock if they don't fulfill their potential now what if that sort of remorseless disinvestment happens farther down the road when they're even bigger oh, i'm not saying that's going to but that's something i don't think we've we've even considered here no. and that to me could be um could be potentially scary because one of the things that i here is sort of the sense of loss that a lot of the folks who used Amazon care are already starting to feel.
0: Right. Yeah, that is so interesting. And that it comes back to not what is the conclusion for the entire healthcare market, but what does the short, medium and long term mean for Amazon and what ripple effects is that going to have for the market?
1: Just because they aren't able to be successful in the long term, which I think there are a lot of people in healthcare who either Want to believe that, or are kind of like hoping for that? You know, rooting for that. Like, ha ha, they'll see. They won't be able to yes. do this. Just because it doesn't work in the long term doesn't mean it can't have enormous disruptive, dislocative effects in the short term.
0: We'll be right back with more radio advisory after this short break. The Dobbs versus Jackson Supreme Court decision has left patients and providers with a confusing patchwork of new state laws that are upending established practices for reproductive care. With the legality of specific procedures, drugs, and even traveling for care being called into question, Radio Advisory is here to help you understand the latest developments and what they mean for healthcare. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. I do want you to do some predicting for me on Amazon's next move. John, you kind of started to tease at this, that there's a couple of options that you're, you, you're speculating on in terms of what Amazon could look like in, let's say, the next five years. What does that look like?
2: So, Ray, I think there's three potential paths here. Uh, the first one is really that there's not much more disruption than what we see right now. One Medical grows slightly as it's part of Amazon and brought in, but the model stays the same. There's not much additional change that happens. This is sort of the the minimal Meaning this is the end.
0: This is as far as Amazon is going.
2: Exactly. The second one, which John has already alluded to some, is this idea of Amazon building some sort of bundle. They combine their pharmacy services with the hybrid care model that One Medical offers, they roll it out to their employees down the line. They roll it down to other employers down the line. It becomes an offering that is able to disrupt some parts of the industry. They actually realize this now 5, 10-year-long goal of saving money on employer on employee healthcare costs. I think the third one is perhaps the most scary, and this is the, the biggest disruption level. I think this would involve more vertical integration, continued acquisition by by Amazon. And I think it would also include leveraging some of their data capabilities and data assets in ways that we may not even be considering. You know, Amazon has their own version of an EHR long term as they partner with other organizations. They might require... Um, some of that EHR data to come to them as they partner with health systems and you know what happens with that data long-term for an organization that is really smart in their consumer insights and has been for a long time across all of their services.
0: So which one do you think is the most likely?
2: I think they are going to attempt to get to number three. I th- don't think, and I... As much as I say, massive disruption is really hard. There's an execution challenge here. I don't think Amazon is a company that makes moves like this just to maintain the status quo. Yeah. So I think they will put all of the resources they can, all of the very smart data scientists and you know other employees that they have towards solving this challenge and towards maximizing the assets that they now have in this hybrid care model of one medical and so i think five ten years down the line we will see massive disruption the one caveat i'll put here is that that disruption may not come just from amazon alone if amazon goes this route So will UHG. So will CVS. All of these organizations have some of those capabilities as well. And we'll see what's happening and attempt to keep up.
0: Which is maybe the more important thing to be paying attention to. It's not the Amazon fear factor. It's the catalyst that Amazon has been, again, very, very quickly for some of these other industry giants to just be willing to spend money to diversify, get into care delivery, start to look like and imagine this kind of health solutions company. But John, I want to get your take. What, which scenario do you think it's the most likely?
1: I agree with Ty. I think their ambition is enormous here. I think the challenge to our healthcare leaders in understanding how to respond and potentially participate here is looking beyond Amazon as sort of like this monolithic giant that that can do all of these consumer things. And let me, let me drill down into that for just a second. I gave a presentation to a room full of healthcare executives the other day, and I asked them, how many of you are sure you know what One Medical does?
2: I love this. And
1: <laughs> no one raised their hand. Now, Wait, I how many advisory t-
0: board people were like, "I'm actually a One Medical member"?
1: <laughs> I probably tipped them off by by putting in there. Are you sure you know what One Medical does? But I think there is a there is a sense. We've been waiting for this move for a long time in many ways, right, Ray? You know, we've expected that someday there would be one of these external technology disruptors, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, would make a move in this way and finally bring some sort of care delivery into their orbit. And now it's finally happened. And I'm not sure everybody really understands what that means, the potential. Especially
0: given that one medical, I just want to, I, I want to make sure everyone's aware. One medical also includes Iora. Like, let's not forget that this, you know, consumer focused. God, I hate that I'm about to say this. Millennial focused, you know, primary care option that's targeted towards people like you and me also includes a heavy focus on on chronic disease management for people with multiple chronic conditions and does it very well. And that's Iora.
1: Right. And I, th- I think people overlook what they actually bought and only see it in terms of, you know, an incursion. Someone is here who doesn't belong and they are going to make things harder from every- for everyone else. Um, I think probably the more constructive way to think about that is looking at what they have prioritized, which is number one, primary care, but number two, a hybrid mode of care that isn't just telehealth and home visits. You know, one medical made their name largely on being convenient to people who live in urban areas, right? That is what Amazon has prioritized. And then look at what they deprioritized to your point earlier, Ray. They're not buying hospitals. Yeah. They didn't buy a health plan right? They went straight to care delivery. So when you look at that, I think that is instructive for where their moves will be pointed. The thing that I think makes the long-term transformative ambition more likely from my perspective is Amazon is a truly unique player in that because of all of its other assets. If it does build out this bundle, we finally have a player in healthcare who can make money while delivering healthcare services without making money on those healthcare services. Yeah. If you can embed a healthcare element into Prime and use that to attract folks or drive the other elements of the business, that is probably fine with a vertically integrated organization like Amazon. That is largely what CVS and and UHG have at their disposal, I think it's the integration execution that Ty mentioned. That challenge is big for Amazon, but it also exists for all of these other players who are looking to bulk up.
0: That, that's exactly where I was going to go next, right? If, if the ambition is true structural change in healthcare, what is the biggest challenge for Amazon? What's the biggest thing that's going to get in the way of that that goal?
1: Well, we
2: haven't talked about patients yet. Completely. I think for Amazon to realize their ambitions, they need to convince a lot of people that they should trust and use an Amazon healthcare service. And I think that's not a given. And I think that's going to be hard for them to make the case. I don't think it's impossible. There's a lot of ways that Amazon could improve the consumer experience and convince people that This is actually better than what you're used to receiving, but at the moment, I don't think Amazon necessarily has the brand to get a ton of people excited to go get their healthcare from them.
0: So let me ask the blunt question: How afraid should industry stakeholders be of Amazon and of the the catalyst that Amazon has been for the healthcare industry?
2: I would say. They shouldn't be terrified, but I think they should be wary. And I think this comes back to that data piece I mentioned earlier. Now, I wouldn't be terrified because today, all we've really seen is this one medical acquisition. Again, I don't think there's going to be immediate disruption or changes, but I think you should be wary just because of the data capabilities that Amazon has. I actually just saw a headline that yesterday it was announced that Amazon is rolling out a new Health Lake service um, that's a data lake that will con- connect with EHRs. So again, I think there's a lot of room for Amazon to continue to invest in capabilities that they're really good at, that healthcare traditionally is not very good at. And that makes me wary.
1: I don't think they should be afraid. I think they should be attentive. Amazon has an opportunity here because healthcare does not work for a lot of people. Getting yeah. access, having convenience, being able to, in many ways, sort of set your own terms of engagement, if you will, in the ways that we are accustomed to in our consumer interactions with literally everything Every other service industry that we have to transact with. Amazon is here because they see an opportunity to do something better. They are not beholden to all of the legacy incentives that we have, although by acquiring One Medical and working with Iora and now being in the system, they have sort of handcuffed themselves to some of those. But they can move in ways that really the incentives that that current players have don't allow them to. I think the the message here is to figure out like what is it they are prioritizing and does that matter in our market? Does that matter to our patients? Is what Amazon is working towards solving problems that we haven't been able to solve yet. I think that's the part to be attentive to. I think the market dynamics and the partnerships and the timeline will take care of themselves. I think everyone wants the experience of care to be better. Amazon is entering the market because they think they can make that a reality faster than
2: everybody else. And Ray, I want to call out one thing in John's answer there. I think it's very easy for everyone to pay attention to Amazon right after this one medical acquisition, for the few weeks after it, when the Amazon Care announcement happened, and then six months from now, not be paying attention. But I think there's a lot to learn from the smaller moves that are made over the next six months, the next couple of years, that will actually tell us where this is going and where Amazon is headed with their strategy.
0: Well, John, Ty, Thanks for coming on Radio Advisory. Again. Again?
1: (laughs) Glad to be here. It was fun. Like I said, I've been talking to everybody about this recently. Glad to talk to you guys about it.
0: Honored to be added to that list. (laughs) Look, I get it. If Amazon's moves in healthcare cause a fear-based reaction, it's understandable, but to do nothing, that's unacceptable. Look, you don't need to be buying whole physician groups or spending billions of dollars like some of these other players are to make moves to match what Amazon is trying to do in healthcare. Focus on making care more accessible, more consumer-focused, and more affordable when you do that, remember, we're here to help. I love that you explained fear so, of missing out.
1: I've got FOMO on a slide that <laughs> we're using now. And I have to like, I don't have it footnoted, which would be hilarious. Oh I've God. got it actually in yep. the block of text.
0: That would be the ultimate (laughs) advisory board move, footnoting FOMO.
1: Footnote FOMO, yep.